once we have remembrance of who we are in spirit and the self as light and connected to source, that we have the capacity to change and transform the consciousness. And this consciousness will change the whole mindset of humanity. And we do that through the subtle. We do it through observing our mind. We do it through sound, uh, sounding mantra or making simple sounds when we are become aware of how we're thinking. Hi, I'm Tanya. I'm your host for the Yenda Bajanda podcast. Welcome back to the show. If you're new to the channel, please subscribe, like, and hit the notification bell. Our guest today is recording all the way from Honolulu, Hawaii. She is an internationally renowned author, Kundalini teacher, and a meditation teacher. She'll be sharing with us today ways that we can unlock our utmost potential. In part one of our interview, she will lay the groundwork on what fundamentally healing is, which is a restoration of our energy's vibrations. She has used this technique to save her own life after her two near-death experiences. She has since dedicated much of her life to deepening the skill and then teaching it to others. In part two of our interview, she will lead a meditation exercise that we can also implement in our daily practice so that we too can begin unlocking our utmost potential and then using our creative consciousness. I hope you enjoy my interview. And without further ado, I present to you Vima Lamora. I think the term healing is rather general. Okay. And my idea of concept of healing basically is a transformation of wave patterns. So okay. when perceiving everything or experiencing everything, and seeing everything as energy and frequency and vibration. Healing, the concept of healing takes on a whole different perception than what most people would perceive it to be. Once we have remembrance of who we are in spirit and the self as light and connected to source, that we have the capacity to change and transform the consciousness. And this consciousness will change the whole mindset of humanity. And we do that through the subtle. We do it through observing our mind. We do it through sound, uh, sounding mantra or making simple sounds when we are become aware of how we're thinking. Because everything is vibration and energy. Yeah? So, when we, so regarding the word healing, when we talk about healing, that to me is healing. The capacity of penetrating to the subtle, beyond the thought, beyond conditioning, beyond belief systems, beyond collective consciousness, and coming into the truth of our hearts and our spirit. And when we connect with that, our ability to change is profound and our ability to create change is profound because we're seeing things above and beyond what we ever believed it could be above and beyond whatever is fed to us whatever nonsense is fed to us whatever it is that concretizes our 
uh, a sense of uh, who we are that limits our capacity of mind and spirit and human potential. So in terms of dealing with cases of grief is very commonplace mm-hmm. for many of my followers and and many of my listeners. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. on the podcast, I always love bringing stories like yours and introducing different ways that people can apply uh, different tools, if you will, and right. healing through um, really knowing how to uh, correct your vibrations, how to channel your positive energy, how to convert that, how to maximize your potential through being able to change yourself in, in ways that's most productive. That's what I'd like to be able to share to the followers who might be tuning in because they might find themselves in a desperate situation. They might find themselves needing inspiration and they need guidance. Many of them need guidance on how to lift themselves out of this, you know, the stage or in their lives that they're, they're finding themselves at onto, mm-hmm. onto the next stage. So I'm so happy that um, I get to interview you today because the more that people learn about the different ways that they can access inside of themselves to change their lives, um, to change their mind, um, mindset, to change their belief system, to change their viewpoints, um, mm-hmm. I think it can only work for the better. So Vima, if mm-hmm. you were to give an advice to somebody who, who comes to you and say, you know, I'm, I'm feeling down, I'm not feeling so great, what's the first step that they can do to begin changing that, what you call as vibration of energy? I think first of all, it depends. It's different for different individuals. Like I've worked with a lot of women in India and the Mideast. There are cultural impositions, expectations, repressions on women as well as familial, you know, family. And individually, when women are dealing, especially in these times, women are dealing and confronted with having to recreate a new sense of identity in life. So what happens is there's a lot of disruption in relationships because as these energies we can't are happening, we can't have no control over it. So when a person is dealing with something it now I teach Kundalini Yoga and Pranayama and things of that nature. So I would have with every individual a specific formula depending on, again, what their situation is. But speaking in general, we as people, men and women, the whole paradigm of who who we perceive ourselves to be 
And I would suggest, mm-hmm. because I have found this has worked for me, is meditation. Okay. And finding a technique to, um, I teach meditation and I use this and very effective, but also the mind being aware of how the emotions and the mind are connected and they respond like a ping-pong game to each other within the body and also understand if there is depression, there are energies that need to be recognized and released. A lot of women now are asking, why do I get into these situations? Why are we getting into these problems in relationships, etc.? And the first thing they do is start denigrating themselves and questioning their own, uh, their own sense of knowing something is just not working, their own sense of intuitive understanding and knowing, but not knowing how to get out of a situation because they have been immersed in an energy that has kept them locked up or engaged that truly is not them. So Mm -hmm. as a result, with depression, usually it is energy that is set upon. It is constantly the opposite of anxiety. And there are specific pranayam techniques that really, really help when one starts feeling that way. Pranayam is breathing techniques that assist in balancing out the mind and emotional connection. It's very, very, very good. And then when that happens, then one's ability to be clear on taking appropriate action comes into play. More clarity as opposed to simply reacting to something, reacting to an energy, reacting to a situation, words, whatever, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. So this is, I feel, I can say specifically for women, it's really a time of remembrance of who they are as divine conduits of creative consciousness. And to me, it's like the universe is knocking at everybody's door and saying, hey, this is who you really are. And when you're accustomed to being a certain way with various identity threads that are contrary to the truth of that, naturally there's going to be a shake-up. Mm-hmm. Naturally, one is going to want to keep what they're familiar with. And when that happens, when when I talk about threads of identity, a lot of it has to do with conditioning okay. and, social, and social engineering. You know how in our different cultures, in the various cultures that I've observed, there are certain protocols and expectations mm-hmm. of men and women and family and things of that sort that mold and shape who we think we're supposed to be because it works in a system. Okay. So when that, when there is a higher order coming into play, when the energies are requiring us to kind of look, and I, and I, and I understand the whole thing about the concept of energies is a kind of obscure. We hear this all the 
time in the new age talk in a way all of these what I call threads of identity family expectations family culture etc puts us in a situation where we forget that we are spiritual beings that we that our spiritual nature is the um, essence of the life force that moves through us so some things need to be put aside some things need to be understood that some cultural influences family influences mental emotional influences don't work for us anymore so when i had when i had one of the accidents i went through very severe depression and i didn't understand why i did not understand why i was so depressed until i went in meditated and just it took it took a while to finally realize that in a death experience or near death experience i didn't want to come back i didn't want to be here i didn't know what to do with myself it was like the rug was taken out from under my feet and so and i also felt a biochemical shift and change as well so when we're talking about um biochemistry being aware of how your feelings and your mind start to interact with each other to create the sensation of feeling depressed or unclear and again to me one of the avenues is journaling writing it down because the first thing is becoming aware of it and we become aware of it then the healing process can begin just the awareness no conclusions just aware i'm feeling sad today i was crying i i don't like my situation i don't know why i don't like my situation whatever the case may be start opening prying it open into uh, opening the door to a journey where someone can you can really start examining what's truly going on mm. and i do understand when i say we're divine conduits of creative consciousness when we get down to the bare bones of it women carry life on this planet we are the bearers of life children come through us ancestral information and um our own emotional information is imprinted in those children so when we the awareness of that alone one may want to change because every mother wants the best for their child every mother wants to see the child flourish and and um live to their fullest potential everything that exists is created through consciousness it's created through when we talk about the subconscious mind and how a lot of our behavior is dictated through the subconscious when we become aware of how that is influencing us rather than 
the spirit rather than the heart of realizing, wow, this doesn't feel good anymore. This doesn't work anymore. Mm. And also there's the aspect of the, of, of the heart, the heart connection, and just breathing into the heart and just really taking time and sitting back and feeling what the heart dictates, what, what is really that, that potential of love that can come through in any situation. Mm. Now, if some people are in a very uh, violent or bad situation, common sense has to come in. Keep yourself safe. Keep yourself safe. And toxic tolerance has nothing to do with one's capacity of wishing love onto others. So that's, I so do you know what I mean? Some women will stay in situations or even men will stay in situations that aren't good for them because they mm. totally understand the the mal you know the maladies of the person that they're dealing with however it is compromising their well-being their physical mental emotional spiritual soulful health mm. so in that it is necessary to to step out or step away and go into one's healing journey as to how and why that was created and generally there are threads associated with something resonating inside that needs to be healed. Now, my approach has always been feeling that resonance, feeling that disruption, feeling, feeling it in my gut, and using sound to be able to change and transform the vibratory pattern of that and also have the courage to pull out of a situation and knowing that healing needs to be done. And I think that's vitally important is whether I may be speaking advanced or not advanced terms, I, I, I don't know. But once we recognize that we don't feel well with something, then something's gotta be done. And the tools to be able to do something about that resides within, through meditation, through through yoga. That has basically been my my form, as well as journaling and observing and being blatantly honest with myself. So there are things I will ask, and one of the things is, what is my investment? What am I getting out of it? Am I getting some sort of satisfaction of having control? Trust your intuition. And to access the intuition, go within. People say they don't have time to meditate. They don't have time for yoga. They're busy with families and children, etc. I come from the approach that 10 minutes a day is perfect. Breathing is perfect. Simple tools of using breath and simple sound mm. in everyday life when you're standing in a long grocery store line with that six foot distance and you're down the aisle for miles there are ways to watch the mind 
to watch how the mind gets the emotions and the frustrations and the, I've got to hurry, I've got to do this, I've got to do that, oh my God, you know, whatever goes through the head, there are ways and tools to do this, to yeah. apply to everyday life. And when we start trusting our intuition, and I know that's easier said than done, but there are ways to do it, believe me. Yeah. You trust that intuition and you trust that knowing and it's clear and it's graceful. And in that, your, your ability to make decisions that are for your highest good in every respect is at a high peak. Mm. So our spiritual existence is the spine of our existence and that's the first thing we need to look at and take care of this covid time is a time to go in it is a time to journey within and discover ourselves once mm -hmm. again in the truth of who we are as opposed to it being an imposition on our freedom and our rights there's no greater freedom than to be in prison Mm. When you think about it. Mm. Okay. When you think about it. Because the external world is not your barometer of freedom. You're being able to go to the grocery store or, you know, go to go to uh, Nordstrom's or whether no matter what it is, it's that is not the freedom. The freedom is what we feel inside in making our decisions founded on our strong spiritual nature and awareness of who we in, who we are and what we're doing, even with children. Okay. Wow. That's powerful. That's, very, that's a lot of food for thought. And I'm glad that you shared that with us. Thank you, sir. Thank you so much, Vima. Um, where can people find you in terms of your work? I have a website, actually two of them that are being refurbished at the moment. Okay. But there is one called the Sound Mandala Peace okay. Garden Dark.org. Sound Mandala Peace Garden .org. Okay. And I will be starting online processes uh, in October, right around mid-October. Okay. I'm happy to work with anybody for, with pranayam, with, with breathing awareness. I do a lot of satsangs, you know, a lot of questions and answers mm -hmm. for people in groups and things like that, which I thoroughly enjoy. Um, and then there's vimalamora.com, mm -hmm. which goes to the music and the books and things of that nature. Wonderful. All right. I'm going to include both uh, websites on the show notes so people are, can find you very easily. And uh, hopefully one day that you can come visit us in Indonesia. Uh, yes. <laughs> thank you so much for having me. And uh, thank you. My pleasure. To all of your lovely audience and your people. And I certainly hope what I've shared has been beneficial absolutely you. no doubt no question about that and my condolences and sympathies again for the passing of your mom thank you thank you so much thank take you. care take care to you and your family mahalo nuiloa you as well aloha oh. aloha thank aloha. you bye-bye bye-bye <laughs>